Open up your Bible to Isaiah 54. Isaiah 54. We want to continue talking about how to receive your healing. And we have to say how to receive your healing because Jesus bore your sickness and he carried your pain. The Bible says that in Matthew chapter 8, verse 17. And he's quoting Isaiah 53, which says, Surely he's borne our sickness and carried our pain. And with his stripes or with his bruise, we are healed. Psalm 107.20, God sent his word and healed you. The word of God is saying to you that God has provided just as much as he has provided forgiveness for your sins. He has provided healing for your body. So now, you've heard me say this before, and I, I, I got this from Brother Hagen. Um, he used to say this, that a symptom in your body is an outward manifestation, an outward showing of an internal spiritual attack against you. John 10.10 says this, it says, and we quote this, we kind of use the seed time harvest principle. We don't go seed time and harvest, we go seed time, because we don't like that time part, right? So we do this in John 10.10, and you could put that up on the screen. In John 10.10, the word of God says, the enemy comes not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. You got to get this right. He comes, first of all, to steal. Now we learn from Mark, the parable of the sower, what he's wanting to steal. He wants to make you doubt the word of God so that he can steal it. Because he knows if he can separate you from being fully persuaded that God's word is truth, now he can kill and destroy. Always realize that. Read that right. Before he could ever kill or destroy, he's got to steal something from you, and that's the word. Yep. Well, I know... In this place, we're not letting go of the word, are we? No, 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 no. He is the final authority. If he says, Tony, by my stripes, you're, you, you were healed. My response is simply this. Yes, sir. Right? That's it. That's the final authority. So we know this. So now it's interesting. In Isaiah 54, go, go ahead and go back there. Here's a big thing. It says here in verse 14, it says, In righteousness, in righteousness, you will be established. And that Hebrew word established literally means fixed and immovable. In righteousness, we are not able to be moved. As we stand in our righteousness, we are not able to be moved. We need to preach a throne doctrine 
not just a cross doctrine. We got, we, yes, we talk about what we've been born out of, but we must talk about what we've been born into. 2 Corinthians 5 it says he was made to bear all of our sin so that we would come to be. That's an instantaneous word. That we would come to be the very righteousness of God in Christ. He was made sin for me so that I would be made the righteousness of God in Christ. When I was born again, I was made righteous, right? I will never be more righteous than I was when I first accepted Jesus. When the Holy Spirit came into me and took out that spirit man that's dead, that was spiritually dead, old things are passed away, it's all gone now. Behold, all things become new. He put a brand new spirit in me, and then the Holy Spirit came to dwell in me forever. And the first thing he did was he, Romans 5, 5, he shed the love of God, the agape love of God, the very substance of who God is. He saturated me, the spirit man that I am, in that. So now I could walk on this earth in the love of God, which never fails. Which literally fuels my faith. And I'm able to love others and I love him because he first loved me. So now when he did that, I was made the righteousness of God. Now as I grow in the Lord, as I, as I present my body a living holy sacrifice, Romans 12.1, and as I renew my mind with the Word of God. I allow the Word of God to renovate my soulish realm, my mind, my will, my emotions. As I renew my mind, my life is transformed. It's changed. It's changed what? Into the very image of Jesus. So what that means is the Word will go in and will root out all of these thought processes all of these plants that the enemy planted of a sin consciousness and God will renovate it and he'll renovate your mind so you think in line with a righteousness consciousness. And what happens now as I walk in this, I am fixed and immovable. Satan, you have no right in my life because I am righteous. I've been made righteous by Jesus. Is it because I'm so special? No, I was made righteous. All I had to do was believe God. I was made righteous through faith. So now I am fixed and immovable. And then it says this. Go ahead and put Isaiah, or go ahead and put Isaiah 54, verse 17 up there. I will be far from oppression. Now, oppression, this is this is a force that comes to exercise hard control over you. Why will I be far from oppression? Well, because I'm standing in my righteousness and I shall not fear. Satan cannot oppress me unless I fear and I don't fear. Why? Because I'm, I'm righteous. 
What that means is I'm, I'm united with God. I know he's with me. I know he's in me. I know I'm in him. I know that I'm a peculiar person. That means I'm a surrounded person. I'm a purchased person and therefore now I'm surrounded. So for him to come at me, he can't get to me because my God goes before me. My God is not only, he's behind me. He walks beside me. He's above me. He's beneath me. He's in me and I'm in him. So now I'm far from oppression because I, can't, I will not fear. And from terror, for it shall not come near me. Now oppression's an interesting word. Let me, let me show you something here. Go into the New Testament in Acts. The word of God tells us it says this about Jesus, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost. It says with the Holy Ghost and power, but in the Greek language it would say with the Holy Ghost and then because of who he is, even with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. will be far from oppression and righteousness. Oppression. Do you know Jesus, the word of God, calls, calls Satan's work against your physical body, calls it oppression. As you, see, we don't grow in righteousness, but as we grow spiritually through meditating in the word of God, as we renew our minds, so we're developing our spirit. Because see, Colossians tells us, when you're born again, you're, you're spirit. We're complete in him. We've been given all things that pertain to life and godliness. We are seated. We're blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. So now we're complete. But now what do we do? As we meditate in the word, we need to develop. So we're complete. We're not completely developed. But the word will help us do that. How does it help us do that? We renew our minds with the word of God. We become doers of the word of God. So the Bible will tell us now, I walk in this righteousness consciousness and I'm far from oppression. So what that means is, now I stand and I know, wait a minute, this, these symptoms that are in my body have no legal right in me. And I'm not going to put up with them. I'm talking, forget just major disease and sickness and all this stuff. I'm not going to put up with a snotty nose, a headache. I'm not putting up with any of it. Why? Because Jesus bore it so I don't have to. So if I find myself in this, see, the Bible says, awake to righteousness. And when you awake to it, see now, it seems like you're growing more righteous, but you're not. You're just becoming more aware of who you are of that righteousness. So now I stand and I use the authority of the name of Jesus and I say, Satan, in the name of Jesus, I bind you. I bind every principality and power 
every demon, I command you to take your hands off of my physical body. You have no legal right, so I bind you right now in Jesus' name. Now, when, what, what happens now, the word of God says, whatever I bind on this earth will be bound in heaven. And I'm fully persuaded of that because I know God won't lie and he can't lie. So now the God of heaven, the Lord Jesus Christ, the mighty Holy Spirit, binds the enemy. See, what's happening now is I'm submitting myself to God and now I'm resisting the devil. And this is what happens. He, he's like, okay, I'm out of here, man. I'm, I'm freaked out, right? He can't run because, right? Well, he runs, but I'm just being funny because he's bound, Right? And, we're, and I'm not going to say what Jesus said to Lazarus. I'm not going to say, loose him and let him go. No, no, no. You could be bound. This will get you used to after that seven-year tribulation period, when you're bound a thousand years in the, in, 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 the, in the bottomless pit in hell. Bye. You're used to it because you've been bound in my life. So now I bind the enemy. And now I say, Father, it is written. Jesus himself bore my sickness and carried my pain. It is written, you sent your word and healed me. It is written, you, Christ, redeemed me from the curse of the law. It's written in Galatians chapter 3. And in Deuteronomy 28, it tells me that the curse of the law includes all sickness and all disease. So, Father, I thank you that I've been redeemed from all sickness and all disease. And now your word says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, and I just gave four, and there's a lot more, let every word be established. So now that word comes into the scene and it's a, I'm established in his word. So now I've received the abundance of grace, the finished work of Jesus, which is healing, and of the gift of righteousness, and it causes me to reign in life, to have full and superior dominion. So now I believe that I receive what things soever that I desire, right? What things soever I desire, Mark eleven twenty three 23, or 24. Believe that, in, and well, let's back up. What things soever you desire or I desire. This word desire literally means whatever I call for, whatever I make a demand for. Why, why? It, doesn't, it doesn't even mean ask. The word ask so many times in the New Testament means to call for and require, to make a demand for. Why? Because we don't need to ask God to heal us because he's already done it. So I got to call for my healing. I got to make a demand. Father, my body's hurting. There's something going on. It's not working right. And I know that this is the enemy's work and I'm not, I'm not going to have it because I don't have to. So now I'm calling for it. What things soever you desire, when you pray, what do you do? You believe that you receive them and you'll have them. Right? It doesn't say you'll have them in three minutes. But see, because you're fully persuaded, you, faith is now. I'm not concerned about the time. Because I know how it works. 
It works the same way in context with Mark 11. It works the same way as he cursed the fig tree. When he cursed that fig tree and said, no man eat fruit of you now or forever, what happened was his word went to the root of that tree and killed it. And it worked its way out, and we saw it about 24 hours later. In the same way, if there's a tumor in my body, if there's a blood thing going on, if some organs aren't working right, I believe that I receive my healing, and now the power of God goes to the root of that, and I've received it. And Satan will jump on your shoulder and go, well, you're not feeling better. What does that have to do with anything? Right? God said... I'm not feeling any better. Uh, I think I'm going to go with God said. Right? I mean, I mean, he is kind of, like right now, you could walk outside and look at the sun and just fall on your knees and go, oh God, you are so great. Why? Because if that sun were to move a little off its axis and come just a little bit closer to earth, we're incinerated. If it, if it moves a little bit off its axis and goes a little bit away from the earth, we're frozen. There's so many things. We look up at the stars at night and we can just go, God, you're so great. Because the Bible says he holds everything together by the word of his power. I think he could fix whatever condition you're facing. This is, and see, as we get to know him, we know that's true. So now I'm no longer moved by what I see, by what I feel, because I already know. I'm literally, I could be like God. I'm to be an imitator of God. I could sit at the beginning of this thing and know the end result. I'm not going to die, right? A doctor tells you. See, see, this is what the enemy does. This is how crazy this is. Somebody goes to the doctor, and they tell him, you have stage four cancer, we can't operate, we can't do anything for you, you're going to die. People who don't know God will freak out. Oh my gosh, I'm going to die. You feel like looking at him and going, wait a minute, did you not know you were going to die? I mean, as you sit there today, don't, do you know? You, I mean, I don't mean to rain on a parade, but you're going to die, right? Yeah. Now, but, but we use that term loosely because Jesus tasted spiritual death, so we're not going to die spiritually. But you are going to die. If the Lord tarries is coming, Tony Finley won't always be here. But the minute I step out of my body, that's all right. That's what death is, separation. That'll be the most exhilarating feeling you've ever felt in your life to get rid of this sin nature in my flesh it's like wow right so don't tempt me i mean oral roberts one time and when he was up in years he went to his doctor and his doctor's like oral you've got some things going on in your body that are i mean you need to get more serious and oral's just kind of sitting there whatever you know and uh and and he's like laurel seriously i love you if you don't start doing some things and doing you could die and the doctor tells a story that Oral leaned over to him and said, he said, don't tempt me. He says, that sounds so awesome to go be with Jesus. 
And he goes, I'm not going to give. I'm not going to give the enemy. I'm not going to give him any credit. He's not going to say he killed Oral Roberts. So, but don't tempt me because, wow, does that sound like an awesome thing. Right? So, so don't be afraid. We've been redeemed from the fear of death. Don't be afraid of anything. In righteousness, you'll be established. Far from oppression because you won't fear. You'll get, see, as you stand in your righteousness. So that was an intro that I wasn't planning to do. So that part of the sermon doesn't count for time, okay? So praise God. Let's get into this a little bit more. We talked about, there's an aspect of this that I really want to share with you. So many Christians, they come to church and they know, they, they believe, they have, they have they met, at least mental assent, and they go, okay, you know, I know Jesus provided healing for me. Like, as I'm teaching these things, I could sense it in you. You're going, absolutely, preach it. If you were a little more outward, you'd be yelling, screaming, amen, you know, tell it like it ought to be told. People might be running, I don't know, right? But I could sense you're going absolutely know that that's true. Do you ever notice whenever, especially in the realm, well, really, it's, it works the same in every area of your life, but we'll deal with the physical healing part because I got to tell you, I, I, I got to tell you, Satan hates this preaching. He does not want people to know that God has provided healing. And to that we say, get over yourself. Well, we don't even want him to get over himself, just whatever, right? We're going to preach it stronger and harder because it's truth. So now, what happens though, is I believe that I receive, sometimes symptoms get worse, sometimes symptoms reoccur, the thing gets worse, and we know that the Holy Spirit, you know, if you could come, Wednesday night we're talking about being led by the Spirit of God. And, and we're really showcasing how to be led by the Spirit of God as you're believing God for your healing. The Lord just wants a big dose of healing right now. So, so the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you into all the truth. He will tell you. He'll lead you into healing. He, literally, he'll bring revelation of the Word of God that's planted in your heart so you grow the healing. And then he'll lead you and he'll tell you. He'll tell you what to do, what to say. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to get stressed about it. Your job is to stay at rest. What that means is you cease from your own works. And he'll tell you, stop eating this, start eating this, exercise. And, and you know, here's the bummer. He'll tell you things to do that you don't want to do. Right? But, but here's the thing. When you walk with him, you know, if he tells you to do it, oh, it's so worth it. Because he, he's life. He can't cause you to decrease. Everything God tells you to do will bring life into your life. It'll bring you up. So now, but what happens with people so many times is they start listening to their body. And see, as you walk with the Lord, when you believe that you receive your healing, guess what? You've already laid hold of it. I believe I receive. Let me get my water bottle so I could be anointed here, right? So I believe I receive my healing. I have it. That word receive means to seize hold of. 
And, and, and so now, but what's really cool, when I seize hold of it, there's another hand that's wrapped around mine. And man, I'm telling you, until I, until I choose to have him remove his hand, he will keep his hand on mine because I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And now I have it. Now Satan will always talk to you about, well, how are you feeling? Well, what, what's he doing? He's trying to get your eyes off of Jesus onto your body. Do you know so many times people are fighting their own body? They, they get all excited when their body gets better. Right? And that's great. Right up until, have you ever had something where it got better and then all of a sudden it got worse? And what's a real bummer is it, it gets better. And now you come to church. Yeah, you know, I've been believing God and I just walked in my healing. And you tell everybody about it. Then you go home. And then, man, Monday, Tuesday are rough. Symptoms come back like a storm. And now you got to come to church Wednesday. <laughs> I hope nobody... Right? Or, or what you do is, oh, I'm too tired to go to church Wednesday. I better just stay home. I'll watch, I'll watch it online. You know, like we have a little, we, 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 we get a little time clock thing that just, so you could go click. Okay, I feel better about myself, right? No, 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 no. Don't fight your body. So I want to talk to you about this. It says in Luke 17, we said this last week, in verse 20 and 21, it says this, and when Jesus was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God comes not with observation. Now that's a little vague in the King James, but that Greek word observation means an outward show. Neither shall they say, lo here or lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. See, the kingdom of God, if you study the kingdom of God and do a study on it, everywhere it's preached, healing was a result. Everywhere. The kingdom of God includes healing. It includes all the finished work of Jesus, and it says the kingdom of God is from within you. For the believer, healing is from within. So now turn over to Romans chapter 8 in verse 10, and I want to I really hit this hard because you got to know how this works. The Holy Spirit, who is God, who is the anointing, is on the inside of you. And he's there to do something. It says here in Romans 8.10, And if Christ be in you, if Christ... Notice it didn't emphasize and say Jesus. It says, if Christ, if the anointed one and his anointing is within you, is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. Verse 11, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, how many of you are saved? How many of you have said, Jesus, come into my heart, be my Lord? So he's there. He says he'll be there forever. 
You know that you're in Christ if the Spirit of God dwells in you. So this is what this is talking about. But if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, He that raised up... Now look at how it changed. He that raised up Christ, the anointed one in His anointing from the dead, shall also quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwells in you. Amen. Healing is from within. This word quicken literally means to make alive, to heal, to restore to health, and to make whole. I would encourage you all day, every day, just, as, just the Holy Spirit will help you as He leads you, walk around. Father, I thank You I thank you that the mighty Holy Spirit is making, is making my body alive, is healing my body, is restoring my body to health. If you're believing God for something, I thank you that he's restoring my body to health. He's bringing wholeness into my body. The Holy Spirit's doing that. You could say this, his healing power is working mightily in me. He's, it's working. It's affecting a cure. Well, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say it. He is working and affecting a cure in me from the tip of my head to the soles of my feet, driving out sickness, driving out disease, healing my body, strengthening my body, strengthening my bones, driving out arthritis, restoring cartilage in my knees and hips, whatever it is. Nothing. See, this is how it works, guys. Do you know that in the ministry of Jesus, he went about teaching, preaching, and healing? It showcases healing. 19 individual cases of healing are literally showcased in the Word of God. 19 individual cases. Now, this does not include all of the times that just power went out of him and healed all of them. John said that if we... It, it would, the books of the world would not contain everything that happened in that three, year, three and a half year period of ministry, in Jesus' ministry. But the 19 cases, specific instances, 14 of the 19, 14 of the 19, it literally says, your faith has made you whole. There's a few times in there where it's, it, you could see the person's faith. Do you know there was only two times, two of those 19, where it was just a, a, a move of the Spirit of God, a, a working of a miracle, a gift of healing. It was apart from the person's faith. Predominantly in the ministry of Jesus, they came to hear him and to be healed. The predominant way everybody received healing was through faith. They, had, they believed him and acted on their belief. Do you know there's not one case where Jesus said to anybody, it's not my will to heal you. This is just my plan for your life, and this is your cross to bear, but this is not my plan, just trust me anyway. He never said that to one person. He always said healing is for everyone. Not one. So why do we teach that God heals some and not others. It's very simple. Because of a sin consciousness. 
It just makes sense because, you know, my grandmother loved God with all of her heart or my, my dad or my brother loved God with all of his heart and believed in healing and still died. And so we take what God said and we throw that out because of a circumstance when we really don't know the heart of that individual, right? It's amazing how we can blame God, but we never think that maybe we could miss it. That's kind of amazing. Where does that come from? It just comes from us living out of our flesh. That's all that is. Jesus Christ has provided healing for you. Here's a deep, deep theological statement from your pastor. To be quickened from sickness and disease is to be healed. Isn't that deep? Most believers are looking for healing to come to them from the outside, and this causes them to always be fighting their flesh. And this is why we're losing that battle. Because we're not, the battle's not against the flesh. Right? They think the war is between them and their flesh. When Ephesians 6.12 is very clear, Ephesians 6.12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. See, you don't wrestle against your own body to receive healing from God. We recognize that the healing power of God, which is the Holy Spirit, dwells in us. So we have to do this. You have to, you have to believe this. You've got to accept that divine healing that we're talking about is spiritual. It's spiritual. But we are not talking about spiritual healing. Have you ever heard that term, spiritual healing? Most people which talk about spiritual healing, they're actually talking about their emotions. The healing of your emotions only comes through the renewing of your mind with the Word of God. Your spirit does not need to be healed. God did not alter and, and improve you he made you new he took the old one out and put a new one in so spiritual healing that's talked about we talk about it but what we're really talking about is strongholds in our mind and in our emotions and these vain imaginations and people want to go throw up in a bucket and go to a deliverance meeting and do this and get free but they're not interested in renewing their mind with the word, and that's the only way it comes. Now, the anointing will break the stronghold, so I'm not minimizing deliverance ministry. But 99% of the deliverance ministry talk to people. You could tell three minutes into it, they're not really very spiritual. They don't really know the word very much. They're looking for an emotion. And people go from meeting to meeting, hoping to get free, and then they're not free, when all the time, how you fix anything emotional is you renew your mind to the Word. Yeah. But people don't like that. Well, actually, actually, every believer loves it 
Their spirit loves it, but their flesh doesn't like it. Oh, man, I think I just kicked a sacred cow. Can you just feel that? Some people are going, well, you're kind of, pastor, be careful. You might offend me. Love the word. You'll be okay. Right? So example, I need to be healed of my past hurts. Are we minimizing past hurts? No. Man, those wounds go deep in your emotions and in your mind, and they seem so real. But you want to be healed of every emotional hurt in your past? You need to renew your mind to God's word. It, it literally will pull it right out, and there won't be any scar. And you will literally look at your life and go, I know that happened to me. I know it happened. I have a mental recollection, but I can't feel the way it made me feel anymore. It's, it's as if it happened to somebody else. That's literally the way it works. Spiritual healing, let me be really clear. Spiritual healing is unscriptural. That means there's no scripture. If you renew your mind with God, that's a deep statement, isn't it? If you renew your mind with God's word, you will think God's thoughts, you will learn his ways. Now that you're thinking God's thoughts and you're learning his ways, now as you put his ways into practice, it will bring you, it will literally lead you into the blessing of God. What do I mean by that? It doesn't, I say lead you into the blessing of God. This is, this is how it leads you to the blessing of God. It gets your eyes off the blessing, off everything, and on Jesus. So now I'm following Jesus, and the blessing now overtakes me. That's exactly how it works. This is how every emotional hurt can be healed in your life. Man, you could think of how many books you could throw out right now. Whoever the Son has made free is free. But we've got to continue in His Word so that we'll know the truth and the truth will make us free. Do you see how that works? So simple. See, guys, it's not 2,500 steps to walk in God's best. No, it's Isaiah 119. Write it down. Isaiah 119. If you decide to be willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land, literally in the Hebrew, the best that the land could provide. Isn't that amazing? God's going to give us the best in our personal lives, in our church. So renewing your mind with God's word, what does that mean? It means, number one, I accept God's word to be true, and then I become a doer of it, or I act on what I believe. So what are we saying? Physical healing has a spiritual source. Sickness and disease have a spiritual origin. Every medical professional that is here that's a born-again believer 
the desire that caused you to be a doctor or a nurse or whatever should lead you into a lifelong study of divine healing. Because in order to really, really be used of God, you have to understand that what you're seeing under a microscope, what you're seeing from a CT scan, all of this stuff that you can see has a spiritual, satanic root. And you have authority. You work in a pediatric office, man, you could sit there and you don't have to just do anything else but just, you know... Let me, just, let me just check your vitals. Here, can you lean forward just a little bit? Just, just, in the name of Jesus be Amen. Right? You go to work. Father, I thank you for opening up doors for me to minister to people today. I thank you for the anointing that I'm, I believe in your name and I'll lay hands on the sick. How many kids do you touch every day? Doctors, how many people do you see? Right? And then when that door opens, you could even share. Oh, well, they don't allow me to do that. No, 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 no. Follow the Holy Spirit. The favor of God will open a door and cause... I mean, we have medical professionals that, man, their supervisor... I think of, I think of one guy in our church. He's a nurse practitioner. His supervisor will walk into the room when he's ministering to somebody, and he'll just turn around and walk out. <laughs> Sickness and disease is not just the presence of some germ or bacteria. It's not the presence of a tumor. It's not just the presence of bone on bone in a joint. Charles Mayo, you've heard me quote him before, I think it's a great quote. The founder of the Mayo Clinic in Minnesota said, there is a source of sickness and disease that goes much deeper than any surgeon's knife can ever reach. And we know this. Here it is. The spiritual source of all sickness and disease is spiritual death. This is why our bodies are subject to sickness and disease. Because they don't have, they haven't been redeemed. Our spirit man has. So we got to renew our mind. And, we have, and this is why healing is so important to God. And we have to maintain our bodies. Right? Why? Because, man, you, you need to feel good to minister. Right? You need to be strong so that you can do whatever. And i got to tell you, even more so now, I, I've never seen sickness and disease at the degree I see it today. Because why? Satan knows he has a little bit of time. And oh, he wants to hold you up. He wants to show the world of how God's not a healer. Well, you got to say no. I will not do it. I'm a citizen of heaven. I'm a child of God. Sickness and disease, you can't dwell in my body. I won't allow it. And, and see, God's up there going, I won't allow it if you won't allow it because I don't want it any part of your body, Right? Sickness and disease had no way into this world until Adam and Eve fell. We see that in the book of Genesis. Sickness and disease is a product of spiritual death. Yeah, but pastor, you don't understand. You know, I'm getting up in age and these things just kind of... No, no, you're a child of God. 
You are to live days of heaven on this earth. Now, you might not be in the Olympics. You know, I, I'll probably not on the earth. Well, not probably. I won't be able to dunk a basketball the way I used to be able to dunk a basketball. And, and, and trust me, the way I used to dunk a basketball is nothing compared to the way Michael can dunk a basketball, okay? But in my reality, it was awesome, right? But you know what? Do you know what? That doesn't mean that I have to have pain. That doesn't mean that I can't be strong. That doesn't mean that people shouldn't look at me and go, wow, that guy walks in health, right? And so, so if sickness is attacking you, know that it's a spiritual thing and you have authority over it. But don't fight your body. You lay hold of it and you just, keep, you just stay there. We need to talk more about this. The spiritual, the spiritual source of God's healing power is the finished work of Jesus. The spiritual source of sickness and disease is spiritual death. They which receive the abundance of grace, the finished work of Jesus, and the gift of righteousness shall reign. It says in Romans, as sin hath reigned unto death, so much more it shouldn't even be compared, will the life of God reign, will righteousness and grace reign in our lives. I love this. Many Christians are trying to fight sickness in their body. This never works because you will start judging if your faith is working by looking at the symptoms or by looking at what a doctor's report is. And thank God for a doctor's report. Don't run. If you've got some stuff going on, go to the doctor. So many Christians won't because they're afraid. Find out. But don't be moved by it. Realize what it is and stand against it. And, and God, God, I mean, God's already provided healing for you. But see, if you look at your body to tell you if you're healed, you will start comparing your symptoms to what you're feeling, what you're seeing, or what the doctor is saying, and now you'll start getting confused. Well, I thought I received my healing, but I guess I didn't. Well, maybe God this, or maybe God that. No, no, it's very simple. Jesus bore every sickness, every disease that you have ever faced or shall ever face or are facing right now. And it was all completely paid for in the same way your sin was. Could you imagine if somebody, we did an altar call and somebody, okay, come on up and, and we're going to pray for you to be saved. And then I look at them after we pray a prayer and go, okay, so, so we're just going to, you know, we're just going to believe God that God will save you. We would all go, what? What is pastor talking about? Well, you know, just, we're just going to believe that, that, you know, maybe someday in the future, he's going to save you. We would be like, I mean, you guys would start throwing your Bibles at me. What? No, that's ridiculous. Why? Why? Because in the church, we've been hearing for hundreds and hundreds of years that you come to God and he'll save you. 
Well, I got to tell you, the word saved means healed. If you look at all the redemptive scriptures in the same way, forget not Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Who forgives all my iniquities? Who heals all my diseases? You should hear people preach that. Man, he forgives all your iniquities and, uh, well, you know, it doesn't really mean all the sicknesses. In the Hebrew language, all means all. In the Greek language, all means all, right? It's not rocket science. See, we're trying to attack physical sickness and disease from a physical body change standpoint. But to, but to be focused on your body is not to be focused on the word. And the word is what changes your body. This never works. See, it never works to attack physical sickness and disease from a, from a body change standpoint because it's not the source of our strength. You're not fighting flesh and blood. You're not fighting against your own flesh. The Holy Spirit is the source. I don't know how many times I've said that today, but I could tell you this, I could say it for the next 10 years. And all of a sudden, from time to time, man, people jump up and start screaming, oh my gosh, I'm healed. See, you, as you grow in righteousness, you become more aware. You're, you're just becoming more aware. You're not actually getting more righteous. That's right. <laughs> as you're sitting here, you're so healed that you were healed before you were ever born. And the source of it is the finished work of Christ. It's done. And this spiritual death thing that's trying to attack your body has no legal right. And you have been given authority. When Jesus came out of the grave, he said, listen, guys, it's a new day now. All authority in heaven, on earth, and under the earth has been given to me. And now you go in my name. Romans 8, 11. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken, make alive, heal, restore to health, make whole your mortal bodies. How? By his spirit that dwells in you. Wow. See, he is the anointing, and that anointing <laughs> reveals the word of God to you so you believe it and speak it, and it keeps that supernatural healing power flowing through your body until it changes it. So like Brother Hagen would make this little statement, keep the switch of faith turned on. Christ has redeemed you from the curse of the law, which includes all sickness all disease, all poverty, all lack, and all spiritual death. How did he do it? He was made a curse for you. So I would stand up and say, listen, I am not going to live with these symptoms in my body anymore. I'm going to get in faith, and I'm going to stay in faith, and oh my gosh, I'm going to have a great testimony someday when it happens outwardly, but I already have a great testimony inwardly because I believed I've received. Amen? Amen.